Hey, welcome to Living Prayer Podcast. We're a ministry hosted by Gateway House of Prayer, and our heart is to encourage every follower of Jesus to develop a lifestyle of prayer. Uh, this episode, John and I sat down to just chat about the integration of prayer and worship in a corporate setting. We went through some scripture verses, some experiences at Gateway, and ended with just an encouragement. So I hope you can stay tuned for the episode and that it encourages you. If you have any questions, please reach out. We'd love to, to hear what you're thinking. Thanks for listening. Man, Tim, it's just you and me today. <laughs> Got no hope guests. Hope we can hold it together. I think we can. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's too possible, but I think I think we got this. I think we do. Our years of experience with uh, live, uh, not living prayer. My friends and I podcasts can help us yeah. out a lot. We have to try to make it more uh, more living, living prayer. prayer style. Yeah, which it will be. Which okay. it will be. Bro, we got an exciting topic today. Yes. Um, I think I think it's cool that um, man, this topic is derived from. Uh, you getting an email or like someone reaching out to yeah. you, which is so cool because um, we really are focused on the community, what's happening with them, mm-hmm. and how is this podcast affecting you, or what questions do you have mm-hmm. around these topics? So it's cool that um, we were able to find a topic to um, go after that would that would meet to someone's direct request. Yeah. Um, so today, man, uh, we're, we're going to be talking about prayer and worship, but not just Mm -hmm. separately, but joining them together. Yeah. And so I would love to hear just what that is to you and, um, how you've seen, like, what are some ways that we've applied it to gateway? Sure. Um, but yeah, how can, how can these things be applied in a, in a house of prayer or even in our own lives? concept yeah i'm stoked about this concept because i think it is a little niche as far as uh, a lot of i think christians will think about worship maybe more um in that yeah either the musical sense on a sunday morning Mm -hmm. this is our worship service right we're going to sing these songs to the lord um or you'll even have people thinking it more as just like a mindset a posture of like Mm. you know do everything you do as unto the lord you know have a worshipful heart but then prayer is usually in like another camp where yep. it's kind of like, okay, that's something, you know, there's specific scriptures about, there's mm-hmm. the Lord's prayer, there's all these things. Mm-hmm. And so I think easily it can kind of become two very separate kind of yeah. camps. And some people are like, like the worship movement, and there's the prayer, the prayer movement, movement. but yeah. I, I don't know. Reading the New Testament and then even studying a little bit of church history, mm. I realized like these two... Uh, yeah, means of communion with God. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's at the core of both prayer and worship. They're actually supposed to be integrated, I yeah. think. Um, yeah, and so anyway, I think this conversation is going to be fun, even yeah. just to drill in, and we found some really cool scriptures that yeah. we want to go over. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to, to pop in. I guess I guess we could start with the idea of harp and bowl, yes. because before I came into the House of Prayer community, I don't think I'd ever heard of Harp and bowl. I. Yeah. <laughs> I still am like, it's just, it, yeah, it's a very niche uh, topic. But harp and bowl is that idea of harp being the music side mm-hmm. and bowl uh, being the prayer side. And that comes out of Revelations chapter 5, mm-hmm. which I have right here. So I'll just read that. Um, yeah. The scene is the heavenly throne room. John, the apostle, is you know receiving revelation of the coming days and what's going on. And it's a really moving piece of yeah. scripture. So I want to read it all, um, and then we can talk about it. Yeah. But um, this is Revelation 5, 7. Right? Yeah. Uh, I might start in verse 6, actually. Okay. okay. Um, and between the thrones and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into the earth. And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who is seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and Mm. people and nation. And you've made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. So there's so much here that's really cool. But that's the, the phrase in there, the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp. And golden bowls full of incense, mm. which are the prayers of the saints. That's where the idea comes from. Yeah. Um, and there's this conviction that, you know, the throne room of heaven, which is always, you know, it's not mm-hmm. just an end time thing, but it's yep. like 
it's you know in the spiritual dimension it's happening always there is um yeah 24 elders and four living creatures that are kind of like the inner circle around yeah. god and they're leading the rest of heaven in worship mm-hmm. and so um it seems like they're they're both singing and making music like the harps mm-hmm. and they're also releasing to god like all the prayers of the saints yeah. and i don't like I, when i read this i'm like are those the saints that are gathered mm-hmm. you know like or or but i th- yeah i think some people would interpret it that that's all the saints, even yeah. the ones on earth. Those bowls of prayer are like coming before God. Yeah. The incense is rising and, and coming before God. So anyway, I think that's where um, that that idea comes. And mm-hmm. then at Gateway and with Houses of Prayer, yep. it's become more of a practice now. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you could speak to that. What is yeah. what is a prayer and worship service look like? Mm-hmm. Maybe even even speak to some of what we have at Gateway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to to the point of prayer yeah. and worship, yeah. um, and even specifically this, I feel like there's two two kind of what we were talking about earlier. There's two camps a little bit. Yeah. So the living creatures, mm-hmm. it's like they're more worship. They're crying, mm-hmm. holy, 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 mm-hmm. right? And then the twenty four elders, they they cast their crowns and they also cry and they sing out too. Mm-hmm. But it's the prayers of the saints that mm-hmm. cause the bowls to spill. So yeah. there's this there's this um, there's this response out of worship and prayer. Mm. Um, that that cause us to to reflect on Jesus and even His holiness and worthiness, um, and so when when we're in a worship set or or even like a corporate like gathering mm-hmm. of um, uh, at Gateway or or at different different events, um, we have at least at least our gateway yeah. gateway was our foundations were was kind of set on this, this kind of this kind of principle yeah. this this harp and bowl where worshipers go up mm-hmm. and um we we go up and we we sing our songs and we we then open up a set or a, a moment in the night for prayer time and mm-hmm. we we come up and we pray at the mic and those prayers fuel the worshipers to then yeah. sing out so whatever it may be, if it's repeating what they just read from scripture or, or from just a prayer, or from a revelation, they sing that out. They The musicians, they play a song or a, whatever it may be, a progression, a different progression, mm-hmm. and they're talking with one another and they sing out this song related to what was just prayed out. Yeah. And so um, it's, it's, I think, I think with Harp and Bowl, it's meant to be, um, joining those two camps yeah, and coming together and catching the heart of God mm-hmm. and releasing that. And so like there's this unity in the room, not just from worshiper to speaker, but it's worshipers to pray, 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 mm-hmm. prayers. Yeah. Prayers. Prayer, prayers. <laughs> um, now yeah. form of prayer. <laughs> to prayers. To pray. <laughs> to the people who pray. And uh, there's the, res- re- there's almost like a call response. Yeah. Um, totally. Which is a, it's again like you said it's kind of a niche like in specific communities and it's not well known in in too many places though it's funny because if i think about it on most sunday mornings churches will have like prayer to open it yeah and then it kind of goes into singing Mm -hmm. and then usually there's like another time of prayer yeah even if it's brief or Mm -hmm. or i've even heard some worship leaders in more traditional sets kind of offer a prayer in the middle this approach, though, is a little bit more, um, yeah, more weighted maybe on the prayer side. Mm-hmm. And, and it takes a little bit of time to get a comfortable. So I usually function as like a prayer leader, yep, yep. usually function as a worship right. leader. And so sometimes it's a little difficult to know how to do this. But mm-hmm. we were talking about before we even get into maybe some like practical yep. things or experiences, like why? And you brought it. You brought that up. You're like, mm-hmm. why? Why does God um, seem to, like, with this picture in Revelation, um, there seem to be a place for prayer and worship? Mm -hmm. And, like, what's the point? And I was thinking about that, and I was thinking that I think music has such a power Mm -hmm. in, one, bringing kind of a unity. Into the room. Into the room. When we we know a certain song to sing, we can all do it together. Yeah. And other churches with, like, liturgy, when they have written out prayers, it's kind of similar to that, mm-hmm. where they'll have something that everyone knows, yeah. and so you can do it all together, yeah. which is super powerful. And the other thing uh, is that music is a language of the heart, mm-hmm. usually. Like, it... And I think we all know this, like, from experience. Like, yeah. we... Uh, often, human beings, they use music as a way to get, you know, ideas or thoughts that are in their mind yeah. into their heart. And, I mean, mm-hmm. for me... 
like if I'm feeling a certain way, but I don't like have words for it, you know, I'm say I'm driving or something. I'm just thinking mm. about something. I'll put on a song that kind of like comes alongside of what I'm thinking, right. and I'll be able to sing it out. And um, it's always just a really powerful time. Yeah. So yeah. I think, yeah, just what we were talking about is the reason it seems extra powerful sometimes, mm-hmm. or for better lack of a better word. Um, right. It just seems it seems different when we put, you know, this worshipful kind of prayer um, set together. Um, it feels like, at least from my perspective, I'm able to fully enter in on a deep in a deeper mm. way. Mm. And I think that's just because, um, yeah, I'm starting to get my heart is starting to connect to the prayers that are yeah. being prayed. Because um, if um, if you think about it, a lot of songs are kind of prayers that yep. are being sung. Yep. I mean, you, you could say they all are almost. Yeah. Um, and so the reason why it feels different, though, is because you're engaging on a heart kind of emotional yeah. level. And I think that's a big part of why prayer and worship integration is yep. so uh, powerful in a, yeah. in a corporate gathering. Yeah. And I think like, man, my brain just went to uh, mm-hmm. John. John, is it 17? Uh, the prayer Jesus of Jesus. Prayer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where he's, his prayer is simply, well, it's not so simply, but it's like yeah. that we would be one as he and the Father are one. Mm. And I feel like this this prayer and worship, this or at least the joined mm-hmm. prayer and mm-hmm. worship um, cultures, I guess, um, when prayer it kind of it kind of draws us into the heart of God, mm-hmm. and so when we when we read Scripture and when we when we um, even pray out Scripture or pray out the will of God, we mm-hmm. we read in 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 a uh, I think it was Galatians that we would know the will of the God, you mm-hmm. know, um, and so out of out of Scripture and out of like kind of like the topic of the night, I guess the focus of the night, yeah, um, we can catch this heart in God with God through prayer, right, and so I feel like. The joint heart, like capturing the heart, mm-hmm. but then giving our heart as well. Right. That's that's the call. That, that's that's kind of the exchange. Like we mm-hmm. we we went through the season a couple months ago where like one of one of our staff, Anna Landis, she she brought up this mm-hmm. this topic of, or she she had this revelation mm-hmm. of just this this exchange that mm-hmm. that God has given Himself and we give ourselves to back to God. Yeah. And it was in the concept of worship, mm-hmm. and so this this sacrificial kind of like like this is this is our heart for you lord yeah. and we capture your heart and we pray it out yeah and so i think that oh, there's such that. there's such cool like man in unity and when mm-hmm. when you when you when you capture that in a room yeah and when it when it whether it may be coming through worship whether it may be coming through just even praying together mm-hmm. it's like man you you feel the tangible presence of god yeah and you know you know that he's near and he's doing something and and might not be seen it might not be like like inherently known but it's it's like there's a faith there's a level of faith that the body of christ is coming together yeah and we're going after this absolutely <clears throat> i remember one set way back it's like five or six years ago mm-hmm. i walked into gateway and it's still to this day of something i just I'll, i won't forget and maybe we can kind of talk a little bit about yeah what does it mean to host the presence of god yeah because it's <sighs> such an interesting and it's some of these things we're talking about, I think it's hard to put words to it because it's so rooted in like a personal kind of precious yeah. experience <clears throat> with God. So, but anyway, we're going to do our best because I think if we can articulate it, I feel like there's other people on the other side of this listening mm. who might, God might be putting this on their heart and they can start to yeah. cultivate this in their community. Yeah. So that's why we're trying to talk about it. Anyway, I walked into Gateway. Um, this is early on, um, maybe five, six years ago, mm. and it was a Tuesday night. And as soon as I entered the doors, I I don't know. It was like walking into oh, okay, this is this is how this sounds weird, but you know what the plague in in Egypt? I know it's far out. But it says the darkness was so dark you could feel it. Yes. It was like tangible yep. darkness. Yeah. Well, okay. Opposite of that, but like <laughs> a tangible light. Like yep. it was like there was a weightiness in the atmosphere where hmm. um yeah. It was like I want. I walked in the doors. They're already worshiping, and I literally just walked over the corner and got on my face because it felt like there was a there was a presence in the room that was just. And it wasn't from me. It wasn't like a like I just walked in, you know, yeah. out of nowhere. And um, and I remember like, and I've experienced that several times. Yep. But there seems to be certain moments where. Obviously, God is omnipresent. He's with us at all times. Yeah. But 
there are moments where in a in a sometimes in a corp we're we're talking corporate right now. Yep. So court in a corporate setting, the Holy Spirit is welcomed in such a way that there's a manifestation yeah. of his presence that it doesn't matter where you're coming from, it doesn't matter if you've prepared your heart or not. Like you right. will experience it no yeah. matter what. And it's and it's so in, in that sense, it's like a sovereign move of God yeah. in that like um, everyone in the room becomes aware, like all of a sudden mm. God's with us. Mm. And I'm not trying to prop up what we do at Gateway as like, this is extra special. I think the church for the last 2000 years has yep. been actually doing this, yep. but it is what makes, I think, Christianity so powerful is that there's a real presence of God when yeah. we gather. And Jesus talked about that when he mm. said like, Hey, wherever two or more are gathered in my name, I'm going to be there with you. Yeah. Which is, you know, a verse we always love to talk about yeah. when we do corporate things. But um, anyway, I, I, I bring that up because what you're talking about, this, this integration of prayer and worship, it seems to be something that really invites the presence of God. Yeah. In. And I think it's because, well, I don't, I don't know for sure. God's God. I don't <laughs> want to speak for him. <laughs> right. But it seems like part of the reason is because our hearts start to connect. Mm. Um, and we start to invite him in a real meaningful way. Mm. And, you know, Jesus said those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. And it's like somehow through this, this beautiful sound and music and like the leadership of maybe someone who's praying from the front, it invites everyone to go deeper Mm -hmm. and it feels like the Lord loves that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's some of my favorite reasons, but yeah. 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 Have you ever had an experience where like, kind of like what I was talking about with <laughs> being I in mean, that setting? I mean, yeah, there's countless moments and I probably right now couldn't, couldn't bring up a specific one, yeah. but I think, I think to your point, like the hosting and the, even, even when God shows up, mm. like the response, what's our response? Wow. There's there's like this this question that comes up most of the time when when I know that the Lord is in the room is like, Lord, what do you want me to do right now? Mm. And so I think, man, like I too, yeah, you you mentioned uh, those who hunger and thirst mm-hmm. will be filled, you know, mm. for righteousness. Yeah. And if we're hungering for Him and we're thirsting for Him, yeah. if, we're, if our hearts are postured in this place, um, which I would say anyone who's coming to Gateway on a Tuesday night mm-hmm. or on whatever given night mm-hmm. and we're going in for worship. There's, there's, there's a hunger and a thirst mm-hmm. in the room. And I feel like he just honors that. And he honors, he honors the seeking. He honors yeah. the, the open heart. Um, and, uh, man, this, this takes us, I feel like this takes yeah. us into the next, yeah. the next Let's part. Do it. Let's do it. Um, we've, we've kind of stepped away from harp and bowl, yeah. um, which we, I, there's, there's a few people we could have on to talk about that kind more of in stuff. Depth. Yeah. Let's more in depth. It. Yeah. Um, but, we we were we were just seeking out like we had the questions of uh-huh. what what in the New Testament like what kind of songs were in the New Testament yes. or like even in the like the early church what mm-hmm. kind of songs were they talking about and so we found a couple verses and um, we we found out that there's a there's a a, a label for these things um, they're called hypnotic hypnotic Hymnic. Hymnic. Hymnic literature. Hymnic literature. Not hypnotic. (laughs) We don't want to do that. Wait a minute. That's a different kind of literature. We'll we'll take a step back from that. Hymnic Um, literature. Hymnic literature. And so can you explain what that is just a little bit? And then we'll go into the verses. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really cool. We know that there's prayers in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Lord's Prayer is one. Jesus' prayer in, in John 17. Yeah. Um. There's, you know, Acts 4 talks about they all lifted up their voice and prayed. Yeah. So we have written prayers. So yeah. liturgy, if, if you want to yeah. think of it that way. We have liturgy in the Bible, um, written down prayers. But it was really cool to find out we also have written hymns. Mm-hmm. And I know we all probably think about the Psalms, which is true. Largest book in the Bible, 150 mm-hmm. of them. Um, and that is a huge piece that the early church sang. Yeah. But they also wrote their own hymns mm-hmm. um, out of the revelation of the Spirit, Um that are really clear about the, yeah. the meaning of Jesus. So yeah. we found a couple. Um, yeah. And apparently a lot of times in early church, you know, this was how they, this is how they actually even got unified on their theology. Like yeah. by singing these songs together um, and praying, they, they did pray the Lord's prayer, like literally, you know, mm-hmm. not just a framework, but they actually prayed that prayer usually like multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that built 
a culture and a community. Yeah. So yeah, let's read some of yeah, these so there's, there's hymnic literature. The first verse we found was Colossians three sixteen through seventeen. And it says, Let the message of so this isn't this isn't hymnic yeah. literature. This is it's more describing describing worship sure. and prayer in a group setting. So let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with the wisdom through psalms, hymns, and song and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Mm. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the lord uh, the father through him okay there's there's yeah. one can um, i read the oh you're going to read yeah the you read the next ones? one you you read the ephesians okay so this is again not it's not the song the songs yet we'll get there but this is very similar paul writes to the ephesians and he says um 5 the chapter 5 verse 18 do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery but be filled with the spirit and i think this next part is is kind of how right yeah, like yeah. i think if you read in context so addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. That's so good. I, I think there's a few correlations in yeah. these, specifically these two verses, where mm-hmm. like at the beginning it's like, um, like Paul talks about teaching and admonishing, and then mm-hmm. and that was in Colossians, and then in. Uh, Ephesians, it's uh, uh, don't be don't be led into debauchery or, mm-hmm. but be filled speaking to one another. Yeah, through psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Yeah. Okay, but then after that, it's it it both of them reference gratitude, and the gratitude in our hearts giving and giving thanks to the Lord. Mm. And man, we're talking about hosting the presence of God, right? right. And we're talking about that, but in a corporate setting, and mm. so. What is, man, I guess the question is like, how, how do we worship and how do we pray and how do we like manage a room Mm -hmm. when the presence of God is there, we're leading in worship, we're leading in prayer and we're trying to have, connect all these pieces. Like, what would you say, like, man, like that we, that we admonish one another and we, we, how do we do it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking through it. It's such a good, it's such a good question because I usually go when we enter a space like that, I, we usually start with gratitude kind of, Yeah, you know, like we, we look at Psalm 100 and yeah. courts with thanks, yep. uh, gratitude, thanksgiving, praise, praise and, and thanksgiving. His, and his throne with thanksgiving. Oh man. We're, we're we should know that. <laughs> That's like our theme. <laughs> that is our theme. For, anyway. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Benita. We enter, we enter his presence with, with gratitude basically. Um, yeah. And that's often how we start our sets yeah. with like, man, let's just thank God for who he is. Yeah, we... we and we, lifting him up. We too. want to experience him. Yeah. There's definitely invocation. There's inviting him. But there's also this, like, multiple times when I get to pray, I'm like, guys, let's just not thank. worry about what God's going to do and mm-hmm. let's just pour out our gratitude. But it's cool to think, and I think this really does bear witness to what we've experienced at Gateway, yeah. um, is that it also produces Thanksgiving because... Yeah. On those nights when God does draw near, I don't know about you, but man, I leave just being overwhelmed with the nearness of God. Mm. Like, dude, the fact that the God, the Yahweh, Lord Eternal, like outside of time and space, and we know he's incarnated in Jesus, so he has this history, right, yeah. of coming in and making plain things mm. not plain anymore. Mm. Um, but to think that in a moment of, of worship and prayer, um, he would draw near um, mm. to his people yeah. and speak to them yeah. and and manifest his presence, He'd bring healing, bring peace, bring all these different things. It's just overwhelming. And I, I do think that that produces in us a gratefulness yeah. um, to know that we're host of God's presence. Um, but maybe, yeah, and maybe more practically, because when you mentioned and you asked, like, so how do we, how do we bring you know ourselves into this place uh admonishing each other hearing the word of god through song and Mm -hmm. then and then reflecting that in thanksgiving i thought about a moment a couple weeks ago it was a really holy moment uh you and and anna and judah a couple others were leading worship Mm -hmm. Uh, i was prayer leading and i forget the song we sang but it, it was just this real deep space and i'm still trying to figure out how to prayer lead in those moments but I remember I got up and I was like, look, I think we need to just, oh, I know it was spirit breakout, wasn't it? No. Rest on us. One of the, it was, a, it was, Mm-mm. nope. What was it? Do you remember the song? 
I don't. It w- anyway, it was a song about the spirit coming, and and there mm-hmm. was it was an invitation to the spirit. Yeah, I remember that. Um, ah, it was the in your in we we love your presence. Yes, that's the song. Um, <laughs> I just named like three of my favorite songs. Um, <laughs> but we were singing about the presence of God, and yeah. then I was like, "All right, why don't we just wait? Because he's." Like, I feel like he's here mm. um, and let's just make space for the presence of God. So yeah. to me, making space is being quiet. Yeah, that's literally what it means. And I remember it was cool because Anna was playing keys. And usually when we do like, um, let's get quiet. You know, there's usually mm-hmm. still some like a pad on or keys on. It kind of mm. just, you know, set, keeps the atmosphere. But it went completely quiet. It did. And I stood there and I, I, I don't know what everyone else was experiencing. But for me, it was a real like. What is God going to do right yeah. now? And we sat, th- we stood there for maybe three, four minutes in complete silence. And, um, and then I just, I felt this real bold, like, I don't know. Sometimes you start saying things when you're leading and you're like, yeah. I don't even know wh- what I'm saying We're right now. It's here. really <laughs> terrifying. But I remember I was just like, okay, guys, start making melodies in your heart. Yeah. Um, and, and there, for those who've listened on a couple episodes back, Jamie Fitt talked a little bit about the word Tehillah, yeah. uh, which is a Hebrew pr- word for praise that mm-hmm. talks about giving God the song from yes. your heart. And yeah. so it's a very which much... He yeah. mentioned, I think he mentioned Ephesians, or not Making Ephesians, melody Colossians. to the Lord with your heart. It's yeah. literally in here. So yep. it's, it, anyway, it's biblical. Yep. Um, but it is stretching, very it stretching. Is, yeah. Even to say, I remember I told people, I was like, just make a sound. Don't even like sing words. You did. Just yeah. make a sound, make a melody. Um, so we, we take scripture literally, I guess. I wasn't even remembering this. Cool, that's in here. Um, but people started doing that, like singing out melodies, mm-hmm. and it wasn't all off key, praise God. <clears throat> Amen. Um, which is awesome. And we started singing, and like I could feel like in that moment, it was like I, I almost... Like when you're leading, you often are thinking about the room. You're thinking about yeah. what's going on. Like are people engaging? Are all these yeah. things happening? In that moment, and this is rare for me, but I like stopped thinking about yep. the room. And all I, in my mind's eye, I, I, don't, I don't often see pictures of Jesus very vividly because, mm. um, you know, I just, my imagination doesn't work that mm. well. Usually when I try to imagine God, it's just like a light or something. Yeah. But um, I was seeing, in a sense, I was seeing from my heart him and all I could like think was God likes this. Yeah. And it's probably again, borrowing that phrase from Jamie Fitt. He mm-hmm. said, sometimes you do things in prayer and worship and you just get the sense that God is pleased. Yeah. And that's what I felt so Man. deeply in that moment. And, um, we went on for a while and then a, a chorus came minutes, out. Yeah. Co come, let us adore. Come and we started adore singing him. that all yeah. together. And it was like, it was one of those, those moments in time where you're like, we are directly, interfacing mm. to like a better word with god like mm. we are heaven and earth got it felt like they got real close yeah and we stayed there and um it was beautiful man yeah. and so I, I feel like i just talked a lot but no it's good that's kind of the goal yeah that i mean we're not looking and we always tell each other this we're not looking for an experience we're not trying mm-hmm. to get to a moment you know, even an emotional moment, like we love emotions, we believe they're part of worship, but that's not the goal. The no. goal is to exalt Jesus mm-hmm. and to um, worship and pray in accordance with the scripture. Yeah. So we do that, but, and I think it's God's will from the very beginning, that is all, those commands, those instructions are all given so that we come into knowledge yeah. of him. And yep. maybe we go into that a little bit. Knowledge the, of God. The knowledge of God, yeah. because you're reading a book kind mm-hmm. of about some of that. Yeah. Um, unless you had something to share on what I just shared. Um, we don't have to jump. Quickly. Right. Yeah. No, I think, <clears throat> man, what, what you just described, mm. um, man, like, I feel like there's something to it where we, we get rid of our conception yeah. of what worship and prayer looks like. Um, mm-hmm. especially, especially in our backgrounds and like where, yeah. where, where, where we're we come comfortable from, with, what we're comfortable with, to. even, even in the charismatic or, mm-hmm. or, um, yeah. Like there's, there's, there's things that we do that we, we, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like there's things that we do that we know like, God like that and we're going to, yeah. we're going to keep on doing that. Mm-hmm. But then when, when he shifts it and when he, when he like completely goes out of what we thought was going to happen or what 
what his response to <laughs> us doing something is, yeah, it kind of like takes us back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think when we come to the Lord with this heart posture of we want to know you, mm-hmm. we want to we we want to we want to minister to you and have you minister to us. Yeah. It's like, again, that exchange. Mm. I feel like he's just such a good father that he wants to meet us in that place, which mm-hmm. is like, man, like I think that is a really key point is like, he just wants to meet us right. back to the original design of us and <laughs> him is he wants to be with us and he wants us to be with him. Right. So when we come into these spaces and we're like, God, we just want to be with you. Right. Minus all like that night, I remember specifically. You were like, "Hey, who wants to who wants to get ministered to?" And every who came, yeah, it was a ministry night, night and yep. and people raised their hand, and you were like, "Let's forget that, <laughs> let's forget that." Which is like, I'm cheap kind, sometimes. I'm like, "Hey, where does that come from?" Let's let's forget that. But yeah. it was so good because we were like, "Let's minister to the Lord." Yeah, let's bring our like gift to the Lord, mm. kind of thing. We praise <sighs> our. <laughs> which I think what maybe why we don't do that very much is because we don't actually think we have anything to offer really. Yeah. Like we, we are so used to recognizing our need for God, which is great. Mm-hmm. And, and we know that God doesn't have any needs that's spoken of throughout scripture. So worship is not just like about appeasing him or satisfying a need he has, but it's about pleasing him. Yeah. And to know that there's certain things that God that please, please him. him. Yeah. Oh man! Can you I, name some of those things? Like what in, in your experience of worship, or like knowing the Lord, what pleases the Lord? And you can even use scripture too. I, that, that's like kind of a spur of the moment oh, question. I but. mean, I, a verse immediately <clears throat> popped in my head where David, I think it's in the Psalms, says, "You know, um, the the Lord will not despise a, a broken and contrite heart, mm. and He's pleased." And there, I think it goes on to say He's pleased with like um, the the a broken heart mm. kind of before Him. Um, so that comes to mind right away. Yeah. Like when someone, and I've seen it, there's, there's even one person in particular who really just has a deep emotional connection with God in yeah. our community. And when she like prays out, it, it's praying from a broken heart, yeah. like not broken in like sad and depressed, but broken before the Lord, like Mary's yeah. alabaster yeah. jar. Like it's just nothing is held back. <laughs> No, tears are not held back. You know, like it's just, it's just a raw and like, man, even, even like my wife, Nat, sometimes mm-hmm. she, when she yeah. gets up to pray and a lot of time, when she, <laughs> especially when it's for the moment, it's like, oh my gosh, when I get, yeah. And, and she's not going to want me talking about this, but I will because mm-hmm. it's so beautiful to me when she starts praying and it's like, there's a tenderness, that's maybe the word, a Tender, tenderness, yeah. a sensitivity to God. I think everyone in the room feels it. Like mm. instantly, like mm. I, I immediately am like, whew, like, okay, we just stepped into something. So I think that pleases God. Yeah. Um, I know this is out of, well, sort of out of the prayer and worship context, but I know, I know when we move towards the lost and the hurting, that pleases God yeah. too. So even in prayer ministry, you know, when you step over and you're like, I'm going to pray for someone. Oftentimes for me, I, I just feel like the Lord is... Mm. You know, he just, he rejoices in that when we see someone next to us, mm. even in a prayer and worship setting, um, or like after in ministry, like there's there's definitely a presence of God in that mm. that is deep. Um, praise ex- exuberant praise. Um, you know, uh, clearly David was one of those uh, yeah. undignified dancers, yeah. and I've seen it in a room where someone comes up to the front. Again, there's a couple people that come to mind in our community. Mm-hmm. They're not always at the front dancing, but when they come up and they start to dance before the Lord, you feel a shift yeah. in the room. Um, and again, it's it's two ways. Like one, I do think God kind of like pours something out, like yeah. their tangible presence of God, but there's also all of us get quickened in our hearts. Yeah. So it's two ways, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I think sometimes I'm like are we just all becoming aware of what was already there? Mm. And I think that's a huge part of it, but I think there's also a part of it where God moves towards yeah. it. Um, yeah. So yeah, pleasing God. And it's such a, when you leave those moments, the feeling I get is like, we were all made for this. Mm-hmm. And what a incredible God we serve. And what an incredible opportunity as human beings to yeah. be people who who actually consciously can decide I'm yeah. gonna minister to the Lord today yep. and he's gonna be pleased today. So like yeah. dude, I love this. And I feel like um 
with prayer and worship, and maybe we we told people we're gonna go into the songs. I, want to, I, want I feel to, like yeah. these songs that, that that are even in the scriptures, mm-hmm. they're so Christ centered, <clears throat> and they um yeah bring a little bit of a different probably flavor than what we were just talking about. But um yeah, let's do it. Let's read yeah. some of those. Uh, do you have Second Timothy in there? Yeah, Second Timothy. Oh, this is First Timothy, the first one we have. It's I think First Timothy three sixteen. Okay. Yeah. I think that's yeah. It. yeah. That, and there's one is I'll oh, find sorry, Second Timothy right here. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. There's one in First Timothy too. I think. Okay. Yeah. First Timothy. Second Timothy right here. Okay. Uh, Two eleven. Mm-hmm. Do you want to read that? You read yeah. that. Oh, cool. I went to. Oh, the wait, first sorry. Tim- I got. I got that one. I got <laughs> okay, one. I'll do the I first. Got, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is Second Timothy eleven through thirteen. Yeah. Here's a trustworthy saying: If we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Hmm. That's the that's the end. Uh, actually, no, it goes on. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I think yep. it might be the yep. end. All right, you read. You read. All right, all right here's First Timothy, Timothy three sixteen. Um. Paul writes, "Great indeed, we confess is the mystery mystery of godliness." And then he, this is a this is a him, I guess. He was manifested in the flesh, vindicated by the Spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, mm. and taken up in glory. Mm. And both of these are like scholars. Scholars think that these are songs, right? Yeah, yeah. they're they're songs, but they're also like creeds. They're like they are, yeah. And they're they're like a confession mm-hmm. of faith. And it's centered around Jesus, yeah. Which is interesting because you can look at the Psalms, and they're not—they're not—they're—they're they're centered around kind of a personal like mm-hmm. petition to God, mm-hmm. usually, or a reflection on His faithfulness. But these hymns, um, and even oh, let's do let's do uh, Colossians. Colossians. Um, I don't remember that one. I just found out that this is this was also like a a hymn. Um, it's in. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Colossians 15. 15. Through 20. Colossians 15. Oh, Colossians 1, 15 (laughs) through 20, which is such a good portion of scripture. And it's amazing to think that this was a hymn. It goes, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things are created through him and for him. Jesus. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He, ha- he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. Mm. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, mm-hmm. and through him to reconcile all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of the cross. Wow. So yeah, so an article I read today um, was saying that this is also one of those hymns wow. that the church used to sing, and may, maybe, dude, maybe you need to you need to make a hymn out of it because <laughs> like it's just incredible to think of early Christians gathered together mm-hmm. um, in homes around the area, you know, all over the early, um, you know, Roman era. Like they're just they're just people mm. singing these songs mm. and we have them today but um it would have been something to hear them Man, singing it that's what i'm thinking too and i love how like even even in acts like you get a lot of times they when the, when the when the early church gathers it's like mm. they lifted up their voice and we, yeah. we have that scripture too Ooh, yeah um, acts 4 uh yeah acts 4 24 um when they heard this uh they raised their voices together in prayer to god sovereign lord they said you made the heavens and earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through your mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? So that's a psalm right there. Yeah. The king, the king of the earth, rise, the kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with Gentiles. Uh, I don't know if we need to read all that, but but that that portion right there, it's like this coming together. And mm. man, I think that's the that's the whole thing. The whole point is yeah. this coming together. And ah, oh, man, yeah. Do you think? Do you think that 
us coming together and us individually. Like when we go to the Lord uh, by ourselves, so okay? Yeah. And the corporate gatherings. What what do you, why do you think like there's like the two distinct like Yeah. coming uh, together. I, I think that's a cr- bro, good thing to go into. That is such a fun question. <clears throat> I know we often say, you know, it has to start in the secret place. Mm-hmm. And then when we gather, we're, we're you know, the oil yeah. We're sharing our oil kind of together. <clears throat> but I almost wonder if that's a little bit of an American spin hmm. on the gospel because we we live in a country that was founda- like the foundation was the individual. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of good in that. Um that was kind of out of the enlightenment period mm-hmm. that that America was was um created out of and that is huge to our culture. Yeah. Is is the the power and the um ability of the individual to kind of create the life they want for themselves. Yeah. But I, I think if you read the New Testament, you realize that's not their operating principle. That's not an ancient culture. That's mm-hmm. not an, e- you know, this is, we, we, we have an Eastern religion. Like Christianity is an Eastern religion. It, yeah. it originated in Palestine. And um, yeah. anyway, you realize like, I don't think it was clear cut on like, okay, like do this as an individual and do this as a group. I yeah. think it actually was both and always. Like yeah. you practice together you practice as an individual. You yeah. you sing, you pray, you you minister, you learn together. Mm-hmm. Um, but then throughout the week, you're praying those prayers. Yeah. And so like the Lord's Prayer is a huge example of yeah. that where um, clearly Jesus taught it as like when you pray, mm-hmm. pray this prayer. Mm-hmm. But if you read the Lord's Prayer, it says our Father in heaven. Yeah. It says give us this daily bread. So it is a corporate sense of prayer. You know, yeah. it's not just like, oh, I'm going to go have my time with Jesus, just me and Jesus. It's yeah, you, you and Jesus, but you're also, you're always a part of a community. Mm. Even if you're like going to church or maybe you're in between churches or whatnot, by yeah. virtue of being a part of the, by having the Holy spirit within you and being mm. a part of the church, you are in a, a body. Yeah. Um, and it's so cool. So I feel like it's a great question. And I'm like, I, yeah, I feel like they feed each other. I think so too. Yeah. And that's where, I mean, think about it. As a child, if you're raised in a Christian setting, you learn a lot mm-hmm. about what it means to be a Christian when your communities gather together. Yep. You watch, you see, you hear the teaching of God's word, but of course it can't stay there. Mm-mm. And maybe maybe there has been so much emphasis on on that Sunday morning kind of event mm-hmm. that people are like, no, you know, it's not about that. We, yeah. need, to, we need to have it throughout the week. And that's true. Yeah. But, but. You know, Hebrews says, do not neglect the gathering of yeah. the saints. Yep. And so there's it there's a high value to what happens when we gather together. Yeah. That it it should overflow into our individual lives. If we're stewarding that well and we're practicing that, we're seeking God on as on an individual basis, mm-hmm. then absolutely it's gonna increase our yeah. gathering together. And yep, it's just yep. kind of this I don't know, that's how I that's how I'm thinking about it right now. Yeah. Um I'm not sure though. What are your thoughts no, on I love like, that. the whole like my, there. Yeah, my brain goes. Uh, <laughs> originally, my brain was going to the like it starts at the secret place. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think I agree with you in the sense of like I think they do fuel each other, mm-hmm. and obviously there is an overflow if you are spending time with the Lord. Yeah. And wherever you are, where whatever it may be, whether that is a corporate gathering or whether you're at work or mm-hmm. whatever, walking down the street, like there is this overflow that the world we are the light to the world. Right. You know. Um, and so on the opposite point of like mm-hmm. you're growing up in a Christian family, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of what, I don't know if, if, especially if your parents are really like close to the Lord, yeah, they really love the Lord. I feel like you learn a lot in that place too. Right. Seeing them having this devotion and this dedication and this faithfulness, mm-hmm. like faithfulness, you learn, you learn a lot of faithfulness from your parents, especially if they are like pursuing the Lord. Cause there is this like, like, I don't know, like yeah. at least for my parents and I know, I know for totally. your parents too, this like going to the word and like daily they're in prayer daily they're in the word and so um but even that speaks to the idea that it's communal like as a child you're watching your parents Mm -hmm. do it in Mm -hmm. that sense you're no one is coming well yeah i mean we're always being discipled by things around us so if you're in a christian home you're getting discipled yeah uh, whether it's a good discipleship yep. or a bad yep. one, yeah, it depends on your. Parents. Again, it's fueling it's fueling yeah. something else, yeah, and it's not it, yeah, it it is good for our own souls and it is yeah. good for us. But man, there's I feel like it's I feel like it goes that. so much deeper than that, and there's there's this like 
man, he God God was so for the lost and for the for the for the homeless and for yeah. the widows and for the, the orphans right. even. So like like a lot of even just prayer and worship fuels that. Totally. And so this corporate coming together and even like man, like when 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 the church got together, they would continuously yeah. mention the widows and the orphans. Yes. And like, Let's take care of them, you know? Mm. And I feel like it came out of this revelation and this prayer and this worship to the Lord, you know? Totally. And so to your point of there's this discipleship happening even in worship and prayer that that fuels us into into daily life with the Lord, you know? Absolutely. Um, no, that I mean, think about it. He said admonish each other. Mm-hmm. Teach each, teach other, each the other word of the Lord right? by Through singing songs. songs. <laughs> oh man, oh, uh, so can good. I share a pet peeve? What's that? <laughs> I've heard, and uh, I I don't think it's anyone in this community, so mm-hmm. I think I'm safe to say this. <laughs> but sometimes I've heard preachers talk about the worship part of the church service as like preparation for the message. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. It's a real common, actually, kind of common mindset mm-hmm. of like we're gonna prepare the atmosphere for the word of the Lord. Um, and, you know, uh, teach their own, their revelation. But I feel like, yeah, that's kind of devaluing a lot of what the church, yeah, it was all about. And I, f- I found some re- recently, a couple of things that are really interesting about, like, the first couple hundred years of Christianity, which I don't want to go too deep into. <laughs> some crazy stuff, man. I will say, I think the reason why I'm so drawn to that is because um, Christianity changed a lot it when it yeah. became an institution and mm-hmm. even um, a state-run institution, yep. Yep. like from the government. Um, a lot theology changed, doctrine changed, and I'm not saying those were all bad, mm-hmm. but I am saying like honestly, one of the things that's kept me really, um, really excited to be a Christian is that I've learned some of the what the early church looked like, and I'm like that mm-hmm. is incredible. So anyway, mm-hmm. I say all this to say. Um, we read already in, in Acts and we read these other verses where the believers were gathering, they were singing to each other, yep. um, all that. But a, a couple of cool things I learned um, is that a lot of the early Christian gatherings were Saturday evenings mm-hmm. and they would have a love, su- love feast, they called it, which oh, was yeah. like communion, um, but it was also like an actual meal. Mm-hmm. So they would gather in homes and they would have this meal together. And then they would have a time of they called it the the prayers the prayers but it was it was integrated um, yeah. with singing yeah and actually this one scholar I read um, his name is Alan Kreider he was talking about um, how these church churches would operate and he shared that um, it was often like everyone would come mm-hmm. and they would each bring a song and they'd yeah. each bring a prayer and so super vulnerable right but like mm-hmm. you know in other words you didn't really have like a worship leader or worship yeah. team yeah. Um, you, but you would come and you would sing these songs to each other mm-hmm. and you would pray together. Um, and it was, from what I understand, pretty intense. Like mm. they would go after yeah. it to the point where they wouldn't actually let people who weren't Christian baptized yet, like join. Cause it was like so sacred. Wow. Um, which I'm not, again, I'm not saying yeah. that was good or bad, yeah. but, um, it was just really interesting. And for them, that was the fuel mm. for like the rest of their week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they would, they would continue the you know, daily prayers as individuals. But that, that really sparked my interest. I, need, I want to do more research on that. Yeah. But to realize, um, at least originally, mm-hmm. prayer and, and singing of songs and the teaching of God's word was this integrated yeah. um, experience mm-hmm. for the people of God that was discipling them yeah. Yeah. into the Christian faith. Um, Man. I feel like that. I feel like that can <laughs> like kind of go into another topic. Sure. Yeah, I think I think we should shift to it a okay. little bit. I would love to talk about um, kind of like what we do on Tuesday nights. Yeah. And like how how we've seen it, like at least with your years here mm-hmm. and where we're at now, uh, how it's shifted and like kind of like the the purification and even the process behind where we're at mm. right now. Um, but then also like we can we can go into like a little bit of like. Mm-hmm. testimony and like see where mm-hmm. see like what, it, what's happened in those times um yeah 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 i don't know i i think we've gone always gone through different seasons not necessarily like a progression of mm-hmm. like more refined i feel like yeah. sometimes we're like super unrefined and then we like get a little yeah. more structure and then like god says change it but i do feel like right now we're kind of in like this place of like wow this feels like this is this is we're all growing mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. um so i think in the beginning when i started it was very structured, actually. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of felt to, like, make it a little bit more open. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, giving the worship leader and the prayer leader full reign to be just, like, 
just listen, listen and pray. (laughs) And so we had nights where we would just sing the whole night. You know, Mm -hmm. we had other nights where we would go into a prayer Mm -hmm. set. Um, right now we're going a little leaning back a little bit on some structure. Um, and basically how we do it, cause you know, it might be helpful for someone listening Mm here, some practical ways. Um, is we have a prayer leader uh, assigned kind of to the mm-hmm. night with a theme. Yeah. So recently we've been working through themes revolving around the nature of Jesus revealed mm-hmm. in the word. Um, so like, for example, this month is Jesus, the God of deliverance, and we're yeah. looking at different scriptures. So the prayer leader has already an idea of the theme going into that week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how other prayer leaders do it, but for me, I'm like constantly, like as the days lead up to that, just kind of trying to hear from the spirit, like, what do you want to do? Yeah. Sometimes he gives you a download. Sometimes you're like, I don't really know what's going to happen. We're going to find out. Yeah. We'll find out. Um, so usually we do it like that. The prayer leader opens. The worship team usually has a couple songs. They're planned already. Mm-hmm. Um, they begin to sing. And we tell a lot of our worship leaders, you know this, like um, to really make space, you know, when, the, when you feel like maybe there's a, a new song to come to just give it some time, you know, yeah. sing out the new song. Yep, yep. And so, yeah, we're growing as a community because sometimes it is sometimes like challenging to navigate. Yeah. Like, how many known songs do you play? How right. many unknown songs right. do you play? And you kind of just have to let the spirit lead that. Yep. But um, the prayer leaders then kind of function as like um, as one bringing a little bit of added direction mm-hmm. sometimes. Like if we're like, OK, we're singing these songs. I'm not sure where Super we're going. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to hear from your second what it's yeah, like yeah. as a worship leader. For me as a prayer leader, I love it, and it's but it sometimes so it's sometimes it's a little directive, but other times it's just helping the community mm-hmm. kind of kind of follow follow through. So like yeah. sometimes for me, I like to explain like, hey, I, I think say we're we sang a couple songs that are like high praise. Mm-hmm. Then as a prayer leader, I'm getting up and saying, okay, hey guys, I feel like there's something here about about really praising the Lord. Yeah. That is is um you know on God's heart. So let's get up, let's move around, let's you know, and there's yeah. an exhortation to that. Um, and that feeds into the worship team and mm-hmm. then they can play another praise song or other times it's like, man, we're just like kind of a little slower, a little bit more mm-hmm. somber. And, mm-hmm. but there's this like sensitivity. So then a prayer leader might in, in that sense, get up and say, Hey, okay, there's, there's, we're slowing down. You know, I think the Lord maybe has something to say to us yeah. or something. And what I've noticed is it really helps people in the room because if you are completely unaware of like what's going to happen, Nine times out of ten, your brain is going to be, like, part of your brain is going to be wondering about that. And that's a distraction, yeah, like, is. in a sense. But if if the leadership is is doing, you know, a fairly decent job of, mm-hmm. like, saying, okay, the, you know, for the next ten minutes, we're going to be a little bit more reflective here. Or, yep. um, hey, we're going to have a moment of silence for a couple minutes. And I've noticed if you even give, like, a bit of a time frame, I think it yeah. helps people to be, like, okay, Engaged I know it's going to happen. Area. And it's yeah. not like we're hanging off a cliff, like, how long is this? are we going to stay yeah. here? Are we going to jump down? Like what's happening? Yeah. And that can just, I know for me when I'm not a prayer leader, like I've been in those moments and you just, mm. it, it can be a little distracting. Mm. So our goal mm. as a prayer leader, even as a worship team is basically not to distract from what the Lord is doing. Yeah. Um, so, and then we usually, we usually have like an hour plus of, ex- of that kind of prayer worship. Yeah. And then we'll bring in a short exhortation on prayer. Um, mm-hmm. Depends on the leader. Yeah, and then typically we'll, typically surrounded around the focus the of fo- that the month. theme of the month. Yeah, um, and then even some practical prayer topics, yeah. and then we split up into groups and pray, or yeah. we'll have people come up to the mic and pray. Um, yeah, so it really, really depends. Man, um, that's so good. But I love Tuesday nights. Yeah, at Gateway. I think they're so fun because yeah. when I first joined, it was mainly worship. Right. Like we, we had two hours of just straight worship yep. prayer and it was like, sweet. I don't know. Like <laughs> I grew, I grew a lot in those moments and I feel like the community really grew and like learning what worship and prayer really is. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we learn that through doing and, totally. um, so having that space, but then, man, I, I remember the conversation we had as a staff of like, we need to get more, get more teachings in. Mm-hmm. And like, we had a discussion around that. Um, and especially like, with you and Benita, like picking the like Jesus, Jesus, the God <laughs> of blank, yeah, and filling in the blank month to month, which is so cool. I think it's I such a it. cool way to like just like champion this year and like like flow into yeah. wherever He wants us to flow, you know? Yeah, and it, it helps bring unity. It does, um, yeah. Even past the Tuesday nights to our other watches yep. and just yep. saying, hey, you don't have to pray into this, yeah. but like this is what as a leadership team we're yeah. sensing, and so many confirmations, like oh yeah. It's it's just funny. Like we'll pick the theme and then 
a couple weeks in, we'll be like, ah, that's why we picked that uh-huh. theme. You yep, know? yep, yep. <laughs> it's just crazy. So. It's so cool. And like as a worshiper, it really helps in the sense of like, I don't know, you can worship is one of those things where like you can have a set list and it can be yeah. very structured because music mm-hmm. is a very the- like there's a lot of theory behind it yep. and there's a lot of like like you go from this song to this song you spend a lot of time here you go from verse to the chorus to bridge to chorus to whatever it may yeah. be right you can you can really spend a lot of headspace in that spot mm-hmm. um but when you have a set list and then you have this openness of like lord whatever you want to do or we want to do we want to mm-hmm. follow and a lot of the times what i see in those nights is like we'll have a set list We'll, we'll we'll play through some of those songs and then wherever like we'll be sensitive mm-hmm. to the Lord and we'll go there like say this a song a vocalist has a song to sing and they'll sing it out or like yeah. we have a different song than our set list and we'll sing that out you know um and then what is really helpful is having the the prayer leader having mm-hmm. this like person that is like sensing in the room and like even like from worship to the heart to the lord (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of like this this all-round aspect of it where you can focus more on this directional piece of of the night and integrating that and the heart of the lord in this place of worship Mm. and so i feel like to your point like i feel like that really encourages people to engage and it it invites people to kind of participate and mm. um kind of join in the heartbeat of heaven kind of yeah. join into this like like what we're sensing as leaders i feel like i feel like in a sense we all are leaders in that in that place of like we do have a prayer to give and we do have this but the direction piece it really does come from us as prayer leaders and yeah. worship leaders so in that though like man it's been such a cool journey to see like um God moved there yeah. and uh, lead us there. And we've failed so many times. We've had some <laughs> we really awkward moments. awkward moments. Probably won't be able to, <laughs> but okay. um, you can imagine. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not always, it's not always pretty. Always <laughs> see a crystal glass. And we don't, we don't always hear clearly, but <laughs> we're learning. And I feel like that's the biggest thing is like, man, if again, if we have that heart posture of Lord, we want to know you. Can I say one thing yeah, on the awkward moment? I think, there's all kinds of things that can happen, especially when you open a mic mm-hmm. and you let people. Yeah. But I will say one of the biggest things that God's had to teach me is the whole idea of like less is more. Yeah. I think in a, in, in a couple of years back and if someone's listening who's been around Gateway a while, like they'll know, like I used to be very. um, Like I would want to really get people going. Yeah. Um, And so whatever it took, I would I would yeah. be like. That's hyping people out. And <laughs> yeah. Again, some people have that gifting. <laughs> but what I actually realized is some of it was impatience. Mm. Like, I knew where I thought the Lord wanted to go. Well, and so I was like, well, why are we wasting why are we, time why getting are we not there? Going there? Let's yeah. just go right now. Mm-hmm. But here's the what I learned from that is that God sees everyone's heart in the room. Yeah. And he knows what's needed for everyone to be able to enter into a, like a sacred That's moment. That's so good. And so the, I've learned that it's a lot slower sometimes mm-hmm. than it than um, sometimes I want it to be, yeah. but it doesn't matter. And I remember a couple of Tuesday nights we talked about this. We were like, look, the presence of God is worth waiting for. So let's not rush it. Let's yeah. not get sloppy. And maybe that's, Ooh, I just thought about this now. Remember when David brings the Ark of the Covenant yeah. the first time? Yep. Um, so a couple episodes ago, Jamie David did a good job. Yep. So hopefully it's not all out of the blue, but David was like, I want the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant in the, in the, you know, in the tabernacle I set mm-hmm. up for it. Um, he goes and gets it, and then this they did it. They didn't prepare right, mm-hmm. and so someone dies. It's a big long story. Mm-hmm. Sometimes very confusing to think about. But he he says, "Okay, shoot, we we have to like do our homework here." Yeah. And there was a preparation then that happened, and then he did it mm-hmm. the second time, mm-hmm. and the presence of God came. Yeah. Um. So I just think that is a big part of this whole thing. Yeah. Like, it's not for every gathering. Like, I actually think you know, like say on a Sunday morning, like what we're talking about, I mean, some, some churches are going after it. Like yeah. I know the church you worship at, they're yep. like, we want to bring this into the Sunday morning yeah. and that like go them. It is difficult because again, even on a Sunday morning, for example, you have people coming from such different, different walks of life. Yeah. And so I would say like, if you're listening, you're like, oh, I don't know how to do that. It's okay if it looks very different yeah. because God knows the people in your community and how they need to be ministered to. And so sometimes it's a very slow, you're building a culture slowly maybe mm-hmm. like there's a church i used to watch on the live stream and they're kind of moving more into the spirit they, mm-hmm. they weren't traditionally like a very like um yeah they're more structured mm-hmm. i guess you could say um and so right now they're just in the middle of their worship sets they're just creating a moment of like one minute of silence yeah. they call it 
And so they'll stop the whole band and they'll say, let's just take a moment of silence. And I just love seeing a church do that because I'm like, look, there are ways to slowly build towards Mm. this place of maybe, maybe if you're like, if someone's listening, they're like, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's in the Bible. Let's do it right now. Yeah. I'm like, go for it. You know, it doesn't hurt to try, but also it's, it's worth waiting for if God wants to just build step by step, piece by piece Mm. culture, like slowly creating a culture where we all, you know, it's the, the first Corinthians, we all with unveiled faces are gazing on the glory of Mm. God. Like that is, that's our desire at yeah. Gateway for any gathering time of the saints. I yeah. mean, even personal time. But yeah. like, we're just like, we want to gaze on the glory of God. So let's, let's, let's learn to pray and worship, invite the Spirit, respond to the Spirit, mm-hmm. bring the Word of God when needed to help build that culture. Yep. But like, it's so worth it. Yeah. And the worst thing we can do, I think, is get super impatient and try to make it work. And then it gets, it gets awkward and messy. And then we're like, eh, it doesn't work. Let's go back to... Yeah. Let's go back to like structure, like yeah. Anyway, not that structure is bad, but you know what yeah. I'm saying. Um. Anyway, so that's a little. I love that word. Yeah. I guess I love my that. own failures. No, and I, <laughs> you you've walked. You haven't walked in this journey for a very long time, but it's been yeah. it's been enough where you've a couple years. Yeah. Yeah, where you've you've seen a lot of things, and uh, even like we talked about the author a little bit. <gasps> and we should talk about that. We, we got to do have another time. episode we don't have time on that. right now, but. Man, like the author was such a sweet time, and then started. We did a pra- it was a prayer set we did together yeah. for anyone listening but on a Saturday it, night. Yeah. yeah, so in that though, like, it was like it's so many like crazy encounters, but there's so many just like, what are we doing? What is happening right now? <laughs> but like to to the point of like you've you've seen a lot of things because like you you specifically started that, and yeah. it was a, it was a start out of a place of like we just want to come together and pursue the Lord, yeah. and and get your heart and bring our offering at right. the altar. Yeah. And so you've, you've started that. And even like uh, your experience with leadership at gateway, mm. man, I feel like, uh, like, yeah, I just want to say like, like whoever's listening to this, like, like Tim, you have a lot of authority in this mm. area of like, even like, like prayer and worship coming together because you've walked it. And, and like, you've mm. seen a lot of, you've seen a lot of like things happen in that. Um, but also you, you've spent time here. That means a lot, man. Yeah. And I, I've, I think it goes right back to you too. And like, just the atmosphere at Gateway that mm-hmm. gives a lot of space. Yeah. So you can like say risky things. Right. And then you just, you learn through, oh, that did not work well. Mm-hmm. You know, that didn't land. That was confusing. Yeah. Or, wow, like we engaged on that mm-hmm. and God seemed to draw near. And so it's like yeah. this, it's always that way. Yeah. Um, and right, right on to you too in your worship leading. I've mm-hmm. seen so much growth. It's crazy mm-hmm. to think that. Didn't know how to play guitar. Five you learned ago. how to play guitar in the prayer room, like at the altar, and yep. now you're leading at different churches, mm-hmm. and like God's using you because the thing I love about when you lead worship is you make space, mm-hmm. like every time, mm-hmm. and you're not afraid to passionately like sing out a song and be like, "Okay, guys, we're all singing this together." Yeah. But you're not afraid also, and this this goes to some others on the team too, mm-hmm. to be like, "All right, let's wait. Like God has something He wants yeah. to do." Yeah. So, man, maybe if someone's listening, like the biggest thing you could take away is like it's learned. It's it's a process, <laughs> but it there is a beautiful like way of integrating prayer and yeah. worship, even the teaching of God's word. Yeah. And, and a we're lot not involved. We're, we're not saying this like we have it all yet. Not at all. <laughs> not still, at all. We're still on this journey. So, we so just, deep. we've had tastes, <laughs> little yeah. tastes of glory, <laughs> um, I think. Mm that hopefully are encouraging to other yeah. people because i've heard other people talking about this and i know it's something people want to yeah. you know want to yeah. experience so yeah man that's so good man we, we probably should end it but can, <laughs> can you we were wondering if we had enough to talk about <laughs> we were <laughs> but could you could you just close this out in prayer man sure pray pray for just prayer and worship but also pray for the community just like mm. in this topic yeah god we love you we worship your name father even when we talk about your presence, God, we recognize there's that we can we can try to learn what pleases you, but at the end of the day, we're dependent on your mercy and your grace because we'll never get the system figured out perfectly, and we're not supposed to. Um, Father, we believe you're merciful, you're gracious, you want to be known, you want to pour out your presence on us, on the gatherings of the saints. You want to visit your people and to live with them. And so we're at your mercy. Lord, whenever there's a gathering, even if it's two people praying, worshiping together, 
invade that space with your presence. Teach us all as, as your church. Teach us how to steward your presence, to welcome you, and how to minister to your heart. We love you, God. Thank you for the opportunity of doing this at Gateway and in other churches. We, we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Cool. Good, bro. That's a wrap. Hey, thank you so much for joining Living Prep Podcast. I hope today's episode really moved you. Hey, if you're ever interested in coming out to a corporate gathering, our Tuesday nights start at 7 p.m. at Gateway House of Prayer, and it's just a great corporate uh, worship and prayer uh, time that we have available to the public. You can reach out to us at Living Prayer Podcast on Instagram. That is your best way to getting a hold of us. And if you want to leave us a like or a rating, please do that as we're continuing to grow and uh, get our get the word out for our podcast. Hey, thank you so much for listening. See you on the next episode.